Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan, and Happy New Year to you and all your listeners. We have a number of things to get on to, Verona, but before I ask you for what you will outline as your priorities for the county for 2022, um, in relation to the IDA and the discussion we had with Ray Griffin yesterday from WIT, what do you make of it? Were you surprised by the statistics he gave to us yesterday? Yeah, no, I wasn't surprised, Alan. I listened to Ray with great interest. I must say I have engaged with the IDA IDA through, uh, you know, a forum of all the TDs in the southeast region as well as independently in relation to jobs for Wexford. But in listening to it, I wondered why we haven't as a county received our fair share of IDA investment. Say, just look at the last 10 years and take Rossler Europort, for instance, because up to now, uh, you know, and post-Brexit, some Wexford politicians said no money could be invested in Rosslare Europort because it wasn't owned. It was owned by the UK. Mm. You know, and the foresight of that, uh, you know, and successful business people such as Liam Griffin, Billy Kelly, and many more in the area 30 years ago who wanted to create a tax-free zone was shunned by the then politicians. And it continued, and such a zone went to Shannon instead. So, you know, and with regard to the 90 million that has now been reported to be going to Rosclare Europort from the European Brexit Fund, it is very welcome, but it is not nearly enough. And if the elected members in Wexford want to take credit, then they need to insist that government match that 90 million with another 90 million. I've always said we need 200 million euros. That's Mm. the figure required to make a difference in developing the potential to create a wind farm construction base to develop a tax-free zone, the type of commercial environment mirrored on Shannon. And in turn, upgrading the port to accommodate the current 400% increase to prepare the future growth right. potential of this county. Yeah, and, and in turn, this is just really important, Alan, in turn, yeah. we get the higher paid sustainable jobs in the region of 2,000 jobs per county Wexford from that investment okay. alone. Yeah, but even moving away from Rosslare Airport, and I get what you're saying on that, but if you listen to what Ray Griffin said yesterday, he was very complimentary to all the Oireachtas members, including yourself, when he, because he mentioned them all, looking at the parliamentary questions that you all in turn have put about this, but let's focus in on the IDA themselves because I asked them for a spokesperson. They did give me the, uh, the statement, which I read out in full, but I just couldn't believe where uh, they couldn't provide a spokesperson to give us the information. And we'll go back and ask them again. So, putting the pressure back on the IDA, what do we now need to know or need to do to keep the pressure on them? Well, I think we need to have the political will. And whilst it is there now, and I have been very vocal in opposition, which is my job to highlight and represent the issues for County Wexford, the reality is that it hasn't been there in the past. And and it's great to see that those politicians have now done a U-turn to see the potential in Rosslare. For instance, there is a 25 thousand uh, uh, feet structure, I should say. It's it's a warehouse being built in Wexford as we speak. It's going to house 25,000 pallets, store 25,000 pallets. That will create a level of jobs in the area in itself. It's a private company. I'm sure you're going to get into it some other day, so I won't mention the company at present. But that's 
10 minutes from Rosslare and it's Rosslare that has driven right. that commercial activity. Rosslare is the essence, not just on county level, but on a nationwide level. Right. And that can't be forgotten. So the IDA, it must be impressed upon the Mallon. Right. They are a marketing agency, which is what Ray Griffin told you yesterday. Yeah. They're a marketing agency to outside companies to bring in foreign direct investment. As a politician, it's our job to sell Wexford and its potential and why they need okay. to come to Wexford. Can, can I park Rosslare for the moment? Because there's more there's more parts of County Wexford than Rosslare. I totally agree Rosslare could be the gateway to fantastic, uh, and we're constantly in contact with Glen Carr. And he, he, to be fair to Glen Carr, he keeps us bang up to date with what's happening. Let's talk about New Ross which is a store mm-hmm. from your, it's in your own area. New Ross, I've spoken to several business leaders in New Ross who see vast potential in there as even being a pharmaceutical hub. Would you agree with that? Is that a, a possibility? Se- several, I, I, yeah? I absolutely agree, absolutely. And the potential is there, particularly now that we have a link road, you know, the new bypass is brilliant. It has you in Waterford in 10 minutes. It's fantastic. And it makes New Ross actually accessible, including that of the Enniscorthy bypass. It is a very accessible town. We have to work on many issues in New Ross. There's housing. We have Interger, which is a great company and a great employer. And they their testament as to how New Ross can actually uh, be a hub for business and the pharmaceutical industry. So what I would say is that we need to, again, market our towns, as you say, not just Rosslare, but Enniscorthy, New Ross, Gorey and Wexford. And we need to work, I suppose, you know, for the future, we will look forward to having a third level university campus. That will be a major development. That will be major in that we will have a higher skilled workforce. We will retain that workforce within the county generally. And that is where we are going to start to see huge uh, I suppose, employment capabilities with a higher skilled workforce. Uh, Just before I move on to your priority list, listening to what Ray said yesterday, and I mean, the call was fairly strong to keep the the, the pressure on here. Will you take some of those stats that he mentioned yesterday and will you you then, uh, will you now bring them to the idea and ask, what, what is the situation here? Why is this happening? Yeah, I know Ray's study was recent, but we had those stats last year because the projections, the letter that we wrote to the IDA was based on their uh, plan for 21 to 25. Um, we didn't get a favourable response. We got what you would call was just, you know, a, sta- a standard response in that, yes, we consider everything you say and the southeast region hasn't been neglected. The usual standard response, which, of course, you could refute. The thing is, we have to continue as politicians to ensure that Wexford is represented to the highest standard. No cannot be the answer. Wexford has the capability. It it certainly may not have third-level education at the moment, but we have people with third-level education coming back from other counties and other universities, and we need to garner those high-skilled jobs because we need to, you know, people have to be able to afford housing when it is built, and that's where it's at. Okay, what's your priorities for this year then? If I were to talk to you this time next year, please, God, we're all still above ground. What, what, what What would your priorities for this year be? Well, 
you did ask me this kind of just before Christmas, and I would say that certainly my priority is to see government produce a plan to live with COVID, and that must include the full armory of support to vaccination with no more yo-yoing restrictions. Wexford's a county that employed just under 10,000 people in the hospitality sector. That has been decimated because of restrictions, and we need to see a plan that allows that hospitality sector open fully in 2022. Our health service, Alan, we must return to full operability as soon as possible. I mean, people may not be aware, but over 40 billion has been spent in the last 20 months nationally. And there's not one extra ICU bed, as was highlighted recently in Wexford General Hospital. There needs to be urgent emphasis on staffing requirements in our mental health and disability services, dental and GP services, many of which people can't even access a GP. And, you know, one big priority for me is that the MRI scanner is finally delivered to Wexford General Hospital. But with regard to housing, and I know you're going to talk to Councillor Tom Ford, we have to ensure proper workable planning policy that ensures and encourages housing supply, yeah. both social and affordable. We must see a plan for the future of energy supply and people won't be left to consider whether they can eat or heat you know, something that is, is a slogan of late. And as I discussed, er, discussed earlier, Ross Lair, the future development of Ross Lair Europort is paramount to that. Okay. But I also very much want to see Ireland's interest represented in the EU for what they are, not what the EU wants them to be. In a food-producing nation, and you heard from Jero Mahoney, on the periphery of the EU, our indigenous industries, farming and fishing, have just been left behind. And we have to look now as to how EU policies are affecting us. We've seen how Brexit has yeah. affected us more than any other country. I'm glad, you, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you referred to Jero Mahoney there, because he certainly brought us right into the farmyard of that poor farmer that he mentioned there about the fact that the water came in on the ground level instead of the roof. Like, I mean, the way he described that certainly brought us to every farmyard in County Wexford that was affected by this. Just before we conclude, your view on the schools reopening tomorrow, what is it? Well, Alan, I've had an awful lot of representation from both teachers and parents, and I can just say this. There isn't a teacher that has spoken to me who doesn't want to return to school. There's also parents who are very concerned the jobs that they have themselves, they're in the medical sector, they're doctors, they're nurses, they're carers. They don't want the risk of a child coming home with COVID and putting them into isolation or even worse into hospital. And I think the reality is teachers are dubious that government will actually provide the supports that they say they will because they have been let down in the past. And Vicky Barron was testament to that. So I want government to take a very considered approach as to whether or not they will provide contact tracing. At the moment, they say no, there will be no contact tracing for schools reopening tomorrow. I think that's a, a, a huge error. I think if we are to open our schools safely, we should reinstitute contact tracing. But we also must ensure that the supports are readily available to the teachers and principals of our schools to keep our children safe. Thank you for taking our call this morning. That was Independent uh, Deputy Verona Murphy. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.